Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I would tell my past self to have patience because everything will make sense at one point. Like literally everything. (laughs) You're listening to the Vocal Girls podcast with me, Megan Gray. In this podcast, I speak to artists about their past, present and future and the music and memories that binds those experiences. This week, I'm speaking to the hugely talented Priya Raghu, who's just released her brand new single, Illuminous. 21's MVP, nobody like me. Blessings, blessings, blessings. All come from life blessings. Wanna know what's next? Keep guessing. Go time, no time for questions. Throw chakra on, show off. Stop it now, slow mo. You can see the glow up. Priya is a Swiss Tamil artist who grew up singing and playing traditional Tamil music with her family, but was deterred from pursuing music full-time in favour of a more secure 9-to-5 role. After years of doing her passion around work, Priya decided it was time to take a chance on herself and teamed up with her brother, a producer under the name of Jaffna Gold. Together, they created her debut mixtape, Damn She's Tamil, which came out last year with huge success. Priya's unique and seamless blend of traditional Tamil music and modern R&B and electro, which she aptly calls Raggy Wavy, is original and attention-grabbing, and this authenticity hasn't gone unnoticed. She's already signed to Warner, toured and made music with Jungle, and has been listed on the BBC Sound of 2022 poll. In this episode, we talk about her journey to pursuing music full-time, what it's like to work alongside her brother, and the necessity for more South Asian artists in the music industry. I mean, every day I'm like, is this real? Am I really like a full-time musician? Um, Because I've I've been having an eight to five job like for the longest time, you Mm. know? And I was born and raised in Switzerland and making music and making a living out of it is just something very unreal. Like mm. you've never seen somebody making it internationally from yeah. Switzerland. Just something really, really rare. So I never really dreamt big. Mm. So um I just did I just did music for myself and uh and then it just blue <laughs> do you almost like feel like you had like a bit of a cap on your aspirations in a way yeah yeah so what does it feel I suppose now to be someone that people like yourself when you were younger would be looking up to because now you're kind of leading that example that it is possible yeah um I mean people ask me how I did that you know but for me it's just I just had to convince myself Mm. that I can do it and um, I just when I started to do the music write songs and shoot the music videos and all that it's I made it out of love and I had no expectations I was not aiming for labels or management team I didn't even know that I needed a management team (laughs) Um, so I think you really have to do it out of love and um I invested all my money, like from my uh, previous job, for my music. Um, 
I even flew to India to shoot a music video. Wow. Um, I didn't know any people there, so I just um, looked out for directors and uh, stylists on Instagram and I just hit them up. I kind of love that though, because I feel like that means you'll be utilizing like local talent there as well. Yeah, yeah. And how did that? How how did you find that experience? It was it was really easy. Like um, I didn't have had to search for a long time. Everybody I asked, they were on board right away. And for example, the music video for Good Love, mm. um, we initially wanted to shoot it in Jaffna, in yeah. Sri Lanka. Uh, but because of the military situation there, uh, it was just too difficult. We, uh, the director was like, how about we shoot it in Goa, um, a place that is very similar to Jaffna. Mm. I've never been there, so um, I just um, I looked at the pictures and I just agreed <laughs> randomly. And me and my brother, we, we flew down there and met the whole team for the first time. And we just clicked instantly. And it was such a great, great time. I have read that you have said that Chicken Lemon Rice filming of that music video has been kind of one of your favourite experiences of the last couple of years. Has there been any other kind of major standout highlights from this time? Um, yeah, I have a new favourite. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. I'm going to hear. It changes with every music video I do. Uh, no, my, my current favourite one is Kamali. Uh, it's also the song. It's... it's uh, I, I flew my mother in for the music video and a lot of people wow. don't know that uh, at the end of the scene she's she's kind of holding me and it just only comes for a few seconds and she was like I came like a thunderer and left <laughs> <laughs> did she enjoy herself she she really did she was so nervous Aww. and first she was like no I don't want to do this you know she's she's really really shy and um, and she also thought there would be like two, three people on set, but this was like forty people, and she's like, oh, no. "What's going really on?" Really self-conscious. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, she she just didn't realize that this is like on a, a next level, you know? Yeah, music video, and yeah, she was looking at the people and she talked to them. She was really, really proud. Oh, I was gonna yeah. say, do you think that helped her to kind of understand the? The magnitude of the world that you're now I in. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So far, she's been only like watching the whole thing from home. Yeah. From from Gallen in Switzerland, um, reading the newspaper or watching things online, but experiencing in person. Yeah. This was the first time. Um, <laughs> I remember when we entered um, Heathrow. It was um, a driver from Warner. Yeah. Picking us up with my name on it and she was like oh, what's going on they're picking you up oh i love and it's that. usually always your cousin or <laughs> uncles picking you up from airports but this is something different crikey if she was mind blown by that i bet she was staggered by the rest of it then yeah definitely <laughs> so what did you pick for your past song and why I picked Minimal Man by The Roots because I remember it was like the first CD my brother owned mm. and it was laying around in the living room and and we only owned like three, four CDs um, and so we, we were like listening to the same CDs over and over like again. absolutely rinsed them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and this song out of this album um, just really stood out to me 
and um, I saw them live at the Frauenfeld Festival in Switzerland. Oh, wow. I lost all my friends, <laughs> and I was like in the front row alone, and I was like completely entertained, you know, um, and blown away by the roots. Um, and then as soon as, and as soon as they played Minimum Man, I just felt like. I was home, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's, there does come a point sometimes in gigs when you lose everyone and you just have to succumb to it, don't you? You're yeah. like, right, I'm in this now for the yeah. long haul. It's me. It's me, myself, yeah. and I. I think like it's like it was the best experience because mm. with friends around you, you you don't really uh, experience that. Not constantly. fully absorbed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was alone. I was like in my own world, and uh, and it was probably one of the best shows ever. What was it about it in particular that was kind of so striking for you? I think it was Black Thought, the way he was, mm. um, his energy on stage, the way he was entertaining, um, and the way he controlled the band as well. Um, and the band was incredibly amazing. Um, they also did like a medley with uh, songs from Erica Badu, D'Angelo, and all that. So it was really unexpected, you know. Mm. Do you think that that kind of seeing performances like those that have really influenced you? Definitely. Maybe unconsciously it yeah. did. Because I don't remember the moment when I told myself, okay, I want to be mm. a musician. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't remember that moment. I just like went with the flow yeah. and uh, yeah, I guess deep inside decided, you know, when that moment mm. is. But uh consciously like i don't remember yeah because you were in um your father's band weren't you growing up doing yeah. traditional tamil music yeah like cinema music yeah. Tamil music and my father he is really really musically talented but mm. he never studied it he didn't have the opportunity as well back in the days but he just told me recently that he used to sing uh shows in jaffna Wow. And um, he was he, he kind of made a name for his himself. He never told me this. I was like, what? what? Who were you back in the days? Oh my goodness, you're discovering this whole life before yeah. they had you. Wow. Yeah, and uh, I guess he didn't share it with me so far because he was afraid that I would choose this path. Right. Like he wanted to, you know? And he just thought it's, it's just not the right path to take, for you know, when it comes to security. Mm-hmm. And um, so, kind of like trying to protect you, yeah, in yeah, a way, he was, he was trying to protect me, and yeah. So, but the other day, he was also saying, "Man, if I would have focused on music, I I would be somewhere else," you know. Mm. And I I was I heard that regret in his voice, and then I was That's thinking, "Damn, that could have been me." Yeah, when I was, you know, yeah, in my sixties. So interesting that it's yeah. kind of in your blood and you didn't even know this almost. Like it's, yeah. it's running right through your veins like from the start. Totally. So he must be so proud now to see you kind of living a dream that he didn't think was possible. Yeah, I think he's I think he's really proud, but he's not really showing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, because from where we are coming from is family is like the most important yeah. thing and... Um, creating your own family is, you know, mm. is something that a father really wants to see. Yeah. And that didn't happen so far. So he's like, yeah, he's, he's, um, he cannot <laughs> fully be happy for me. 
(laughs) (laughs) So one thing that strikes me is I, I speak to a lot of musicians who kind of have this like backing from the very start from everyone behind them that's like if you want to do this you can do anything you want kind of thing and that strikes me as something I think that's actually quite rare to have you know or maybe it's not but to have a dream that is slightly you know off kilter from like the nine to five and to to have people around you like absolutely you can do this I think it's more common to have people tell you you can't and and tell you that that's not going to be possible I mean it's rare to find people yeah who, who are like okay you can do this Even yeah parents that exactly right because parents are always trying to protect you and they're trying to make you realistic and something obviously about this world is you kind of have to be unrealistic yeah. and um I'm wondering how you push through that that sort of doubt not only from I suppose everyone has self-doubt but from others around you and to follow what you want to do yeah I mean growing up I mean my parents were really really strict about it Mm. um so they wouldn't even let me have vocal lessons or right yeah I mean they were the ones who introduced me to singing when my father uh created a, a band um I was 10 years old. We played at weddings and birthdays. Um, and I was just singing like Tamil songs. Mm. I wasn't like really enjoying it because it was Tamil songs are very difficult to sing. Right. And uh, yeah, I got into music because of that. My brother was playing the keys as well. So he was on the same path. Yeah. Uh, but I, the, the moment I started to enjoy singing is when I heard Lauren Hill's music, right? And also, um, I saw her in Sister Act. And Amazing. I felt like she had a similar kind of a story where her mother wasn't supportive and she was not allowed to do music. Yeah. So I was able to relate to that, you know. Um, but I just did it for myself and... It, it was just something that I enjoyed doing mm. and and then I started to uh, record myself at that time I didn't even speak English I didn't even know what the lyrics were saying and but I wrote down the lyrics um, and recorded myself and then I was listening and recorded again so that was that was my hobby back then and did your parents know you were doing that no they wouldn't they wouldn't <laughs> do, they, they didn't know <laughs> yeah so she was a real inspiration for you then Definitely, mm. yes. It was just something, music was always something that accompanied me yeah. all my life uh, without really knowing it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt like it was always like a, a superpower of mine, uh, something that I was good at. Yeah, and I eventually, with 16, I started to go to open mics and jam sessions. My parents didn't know. <laughs> but one day, uh, my brother, he had a hip-hop band and he had a show in St. Gallen and he was like, okay, uh, you should come and perform uh, this song on the weekend, right? Mm. So I wrote it down in the diary and I left it open and my father saw it and it was a big deal. Oh. <laughs> on that day, I got ready. I even bought myself a nice outfit and it was like my first performance 
and I was ready to go out and he was like where where are you going it's like yeah oh, um to a birthday party mm. <laughs> and he was like uh I saw it in a diary and you're not going anywhere oh no yeah and then I was not able to go and um that was yeah a, a really really devastating moment and and from that day on I just decided that I'm not gonna tell every anything to my mm-hmm. parents when it comes to music. I just do it for myself, and then whenever I make it big, I will let <laughs> I will let them know. But until then, I'm just uh, keeping it low key. Wow, can't believe that. That's so incredible that you kind of did everything sort of in secret. Yeah, and I was just like, I in a way, I wanted to please my parents, you mm. know, because. I, I see their point of view. I see where yeah. they're coming from. Um, it's not like parents, you know, it's not like the typical parents are like, ah, this music doesn't work for you. It's it's difficult. Like they were brutally strict about yeah. it, you know? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it with that show. Oh, God. Yeah. I bet mean, um, you're so gutted. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt like I'm just going to get a good job. Yeah. Um, I'm going to earn my money. Uh, but at the same time, I'm still gonna do you know music just mm. as a hobby thing but um, it took me a long time until I decided to write my own songs right okay until 2017 I was like wow. okay um, I have this talent and it just it would be a waste if I if I don't use it and um, I think I'm just gonna try it out because so far I've never really took the time to write music right mm. so it's always like after work I was so tired yeah I try to be creative because um, you're working full-time for an airline company at this yeah point, right and uh, on the weekend there's not much time so I was like um, what if I quit the job and just focus on music like for a half year and then see what I can come up with yeah you know what I can create like I didn't know that what I'm able like the the power of me and what I'm able to create because I never tried it out yeah and there was a lot of insecurities and I was not confident enough to to write my own songs yeah uh but then I still did it so I just quit the job wow and I saved my money to go to New York don't ask me why New York (laughs) (laughs) because it was just like a random pick because I didn't have friends there or yeah. anybody that I knew except Odyssey who was my friend and still is my friend <laughs> <laughs> but at the time he was also on tour so he was not around a lot but he was like hey you can have my studio um, and uh, while I'm away so he gave me his studio and it was like the best cute little apartment uh, with a nice setup so I was there like for six months um, the first five months I was just hanging around chilling mm. wasting my money <laughs> drinking coffee all day maybe you needed that that threat of the last month coming that you had to <laughs> yeah to I need the pressure you. yeah <laughs> so I was like oh my god it's the last month and I haven't done anything is this even you know should I even yeah. pursue this uh, and then I just kind of forced myself <laughs> into the room like I'm not going anywhere until I have a song yeah and that's how it started actually yeah I really had to sit down and just 
Wait for Magic. Yeah. And what was what was the first song that came out? The first song was Leap High, which is the first track on my mm. mixtape. So you then got signed by Warner in 2020. Yeah. But you only quit your full-time job in 2021, is that correct? Last year, yeah. So what was the final thing for you to do that and be like, right, that's it now, full-time? Because I was trying to do it at the same time. Um, Because of lockdown, we Mm. were able to work from home. So I was at home, I was just in London doing music, yeah. but at the same time I would log in and still do, do the work for Swiss Airlines, but then started to do a lot of mistakes. So yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't focus anymore and I had a daily call with my boss and then my boss was like, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> um, oh, crikey. It was, yeah, it was just too much everything, you know, yeah. and... Uh, and I always knew like uh, that whenever the time is right to quit, I will know it. Mm. I told myself, you know, and that moment was so clear. Yeah. And it was the best decision ever. So now you've kind of been through that experience. Yeah. W- would you tell your past self anything? I would tell my past self to have patience because everything will make sense at one point. Like literally everything. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We always think like, you know, time is running away and we want to make things happen really quickly. But everything does take its time and mm. you also need to trust in the process, I would say. And also realized, you know, this whole thing is bigger than me, you know? Yeah. Uh, at one point I was just thinking, I'm just doing music for myself, but now I'm thinking it's for the bigger cause, you know? What did you pick for your present song and why? Um, It's a song by Alicia Keys and Snow Allegra. The song is called You Save Me. And I really love that song. And that collaboration is just amazing. Um, Because Snow Allegra is currently one of my favorite musicians out there. And Alicia Keys is like my all-time favorite artist. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really, really special and rare combination. I listened to that song a lot and I even did a rendition out of it. My brother played the bass and um, Imran, he played the guitar. And uh, we didn't even rehearse the song for a long time. On the same day, we were checking it out and we recorded it right away and it came out really nicely. I need to check that out, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Talking of your brother, so you obviously released your debut album last year, Damn She's To Mel. Yes. So congratulations Thank on that. you so much. It must have felt so good to put something out oh, as a whole. And yes, because and I've been talking about it for <laughs> the longest time. Yeah, because it was delayed, wasn't it? You were going to release it earlier. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how did that feel, kind of getting that out to the world finally and presenting who you are as an artist? It felt... Like I had my first baby. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is your baby. It is my baby. Because a year ago, I wanted to release it, 
by my own, like mm-hmm. without the label. And it was during, you know, the first day during pandemic and uh, I didn't know what was going on, uh, but we were ready to drop the album, but without no promo, nothing. We would just put it online, you know? Mm. And then my brother was always like, maybe we should wait a bit, you know? Um, and see uh, how things are going because we're not sure about this lockdown thing. And I was like, you know what? I really cannot wait anymore. We just have to put it out. I don't care. And then suddenly we had emails from labels in our inboxes. And um, and that was the first time. And I was like, oh my God, what's going on? Mm. It's It's a record label, not from Switzerland. And then my brother was like, okay, we definitely should wait. Uh, we definitely should see what they what they say and let's have a, a call with them and all that and then more and more requests were coming in from labels and then at the end we had like honestly 20 labels yeah 20 labels they wanted to have a zoom call with us and that must, talk about the that must album have felt insane you know after like so many years of working on this and then i know it's because I also believed when something is good, people will come automatically, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So I was never like, I never thought about labels, you know? Yeah. And I was also not planning on sending the albums from labels for, to listen. I was just doing it by my own and it was fun and it was working. But then these emails and um, the email from a management team was coming in and I was like, do we, do, do we need a manager? Like... Uh, so yeah, it was, it was very, very magical at that time because, uh, again, you know, an artist from Switzerland Mm. having all these requests from label, it was very, very unreal. And what's it like doing all of this with your brother? Because your brother produced the album Jaffna Gold. Yeah. So going through this whole experience, you know, with your brother and what's it like working with him? Oh... It's so personal working mm. with my brother. It's uh, effortless. He produces the music, but also he's a great songwriter. So it's so easy to work with him, and I really, really enjoy it. I don't separate myself from him, you know? Yeah, yeah. So whatever he does, it's kind of also coming from me. Mm. So we, because we are both from the same source. I noticed that you, you only sort of later on started working with your brother yeah it's interesting that that was kind of never the first thought what 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 do you think it was that made you not think about working together i just thought it was uncool to work <laughs> with your brother <laughs> i was like no and then and then i'm on tour with him and it's gonna know, annoy me so much <laughs> yeah it's gonna annoy me and um i just wanted to do it by myself and mm. so yeah i think it was around 2014 or something I was looking for other producers I even tried with other producers but um, it just didn't work out but also because they were not fully invested in this you know and um, it had to be a family affair it had to be (laughs) and it saved me a lot of money as well (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then it, it was at the same time when I went to New York I was like it can't be a coincidence that you, a producer and I'm a singer, maybe we should try working together. And that's what we did. And did that just feel so natural? Very, yeah. Mm. Because I, I can just be myself, yeah. you know, and 
Uh, I don't have to hide anything or prove anything. Yeah. Uh, I'm not like embarrassed to put or forward embarrassed. ideas. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can really... Because with, with Jaffna, it's like I can try out new things or, or I can discover new things about my voice as well. Because yeah. he also challenges me while recording and he's like, you know what? Why don't you try try this? Why don't you try that? In Good Love 2.0, um, the second verse was different. Um, and then he was like, why don't you rap in the second verse? Mm. I was like, well, I'm not a rapper, so... But then I did try and then it came out well. Oh my God, boy, you got me feeling like a star in the coop with the top down, popping good love. Oh my God, you don't really want it with this bar show off, double up. I'm alive with the eye heart signs in the air, making dance with this. It's the queen in the house, I'm advanced with this. For your lighthouse, I'm a bus and land for this. Lay sand, plant trees, got a plan for this, you heard? Boy, you happy for And this is kind of part of the whole, like, genre fusing that happens yeah. in your music. Like, it's so authentic thank you the blend is just so beautiful and feels so original yeah thank you do you think that perhaps never expecting music would be a full-time thing made you more free about the way that you made it yeah definitely um because there were no expectations yeah um uh, i was just free to create whatever i wanted I even thought when I did uh, Lighthouse at the end, I was chanting about Krishna in Telugu. I was thinking, man, the radio station will never play this, you mm. know? It's it's too eclectic, I would say. But then again, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And I'm just going to fuse in Tamil words in it and um, write Tamil lyrics. We just did what was right for us. Yeah. And um and somehow it does resonate with others. So that's really beautiful. It's a win win situation. Yeah, it's so it's so fresh and, and like the, the kind of moulding of the traditional, more traditional sounding music. It's so much fun as well. Yeah. There's so many amazing elements uh where we can use from both of the worlds. Yeah. Um and it's not forced, you know. Um it's not like oh we we have to do this in every song. Yeah. It's more like if it comes naturally you know then yeah that's the right thing and it's interesting because i i i saw that when you were younger you were kind of like a bit resistant to the more traditional music and, yeah and and mm-hmm. you know wanted away from it and now you're moving towards it it just happened organically honestly um so it was not um we were not thinking about it mm. at all and now it's just a part of it of yeah. us yeah yeah, I was resistance to my culture back then, but the music I always felt like connected to. Yeah. The Tamil music, you know. Uh, it was just, not, I was not able to share mm. with anybody at that time, but yeah. And the fusion in our music, it just happened organically. And um, the more I go back to my culture or integrate it, then the more I feel connected to my yeah. true self as well. Yeah. So I'm really glad that I have that, you know. What do you think of genres now? Like, I've, I'm becoming sort of increasingly disillusioned with genres and the idea of trying to define music by genres because it just feels so like putting things in a box just yeah. to try and understand them. Yeah. And the more that m- seems to be like music coming out at the moment is just such a 
a combination of so many things. Yeah, it's really, really hard to define. Yeah. Um, for me as well, it's it's difficult to define my music right now and what like what genre yeah, it is. Yeah. But at the same time, it kind of limits you, you know. Mm. Um, and then you feel like okay, you have to be. Uh, you know, if you do R and B, then the, everything has to be R and B, yeah. and then you cannot try out new stuff, you know. Yeah. So that's why I was like, me and my brother were like, okay, why don't we call our music Rag Wavy? Yeah, yeah, I love this. <laughs> yeah, and uh, just create our own kind of music, and then we can do whatever we want to. Hmm. And uh, and yeah, I feel really free actually. I noticed as well that your your style is so cool as well. I love it, and that also seems to be a fusion. Is kind of fashion important to you as well in terms of your self-expression? Yeah, definitely. Uh, although I don't know nothing about fashion. <laughs> well, you seem like you do. <laughs> uh, but I feel like I have an eye for it. Yeah. Um, I know how to combine things. I know uh, the clothes that I feel comfortable in, you know. Um, and I work with Nisha, my stylist on the music videos for example so it's it's a lot of fun um yeah but to do the styling together with her yeah you have done some incredible headline shows of your own and then you also just supported jungle yeah at brixton as well recently and you've mm -hmm. worked with them on a song what's it been like working with bands like that and playing in front of vast crowds like that how does it feel um, working with Jungle, I mean, I was a fan before that, yeah. you know. So, uh, as soon as I started to work with my management team, I saw that they were also managing Jungle, and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was, like, kind of obsessed with them as well. Yeah. I was like... They're so cool. Looking at interviews and all that. Yeah. Um, but then, all of a sudden, Josh from Jungle... Um, reached out and was like hey we should hit the studio together and work on something and and I was like oh my god <laughs> I've never been with somebody else in the studio <laughs> I bet you were like <laughs> I was a bit stressed um, and um, Jaffna came along as well so we were in the studio just creating music together uh, but it was I think more for my project than for his project right, right. So we did like um, maybe two songs or yeah two, and then at the end of the session he was just playing the piano and I was just kind of jamming. Yeah. And then this song happened, "Goodbye My Love," and uh, we wrote it like within I don't know four hours or something. And at the end of the session he was like, "If you're not taking that song, I will take it for my album." I was like, yes. <laughs> well, then he really did. What usually happens first for you then? Is it usually words or melody? No, it's melody. Right. Yeah. And then do you kind of just sort of sing along, and then the words come from that, or is how does it how does it usually work for you? Yeah, it just um, starts with chords, and then I kind of freestyle over it. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. And then. I would just some words will come out and then I will try to figure out what I'm trying to say mm. 
and then from then onwards the lyrics come but um it's really hard that the lyric and the melody that they match at the end yeah. you know yeah yeah so when you hear a melody in your head and you start working on that do yeah. you do you automatically think about the kind of the feeling of the song if not yeah. the words yeah more more what the what the feeling of the song yeah. is what direction it goes what's the topic yeah uh, is it love again uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's usually like that and also I don't have like one process yeah it really varies mm. um, sometimes I even have a verse and then I'm like Jaffna I'm stuck like wh how can I you know yeah And then and then he comes up with the second verse. So yeah, it's it's really cool like that so we can complement each other. What song did you pick for your song for the future? It was Point and Kill by Little Sims. Why um, did you choose this? I just think it was like one of the best albums last so year. Good. <laughs> it was so good. So good. I really wanted to see her live at Rough Trade east mm. but i missed it but then yeah it's it's one of my favorite tracks on that album i think this is one of my favorite songs from is last it year. yeah yeah it's you can't not dance to it like exactly. you just can't exactly and i just feel like little sims is the future you have shows coming up in la new york london got the great escape festival and on the road with that and then yeah festivals this year primavera Yes. How are you feeling about all this? Uh, I feel so great about <laughs> it. And um, it's still so unreal. Mm. And I, I keep repeating myself saying that. Um, and it's been already like one and a half years. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really, really grateful that I'm able to play at shows like that and festivals. I have my first tour in um, November, my first Europe tour. And before that, I was thinking, like, am I even a tour person? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was still discovering that about myself. Right. About, you know, live performances and all that. Mm. And it really does make me nervous, like, to go, go on stage and perform these songs. And so I was thinking, tour could be tricky. I'm yeah. not sure. Too But much then, adrenaline. Kind of yeah. It's really stressful. And every day, you know. Yeah. But then... I got really into it and um, I've, I didn't realize that there would be a crowd, <laughs> a crowd that bought tickets for your show and they know the songs. It's yeah. something it's something different, like when, whereas when you play at festivals and people don't know you and then they're, they're yeah. just Or there. you're supporting or something. Yeah, yeah or yeah. supporting. But this was different. People were there for me and that level of energy... Um, It just took me to a next level on yeah. stage, you know. Uh, I just felt connected to everybody. It's something that I really like to do, perform live now. What's going through your mind when you're on stage? Nothing. <laughs> Is it kind of a bit of an out-of-body experience? It's definitely out-of-body yeah. experience. Before entering the stage, it's like, uh, okay, it's going to happen. I'm going to go out there. I don't know uh, the crowd. I don't know how many people came. Uh, so as soon as I'm out, I see all the faces and and 
them cheering me up and it's such a beautiful feeling yeah. and also all the south asian people are in the front line <laughs> supporting Aww. and singing along uh, the tamil words and all that and it's it really feels like performing for my cousins or family members or something you know that's so lovely yeah, yeah. it is like a family though isn't it it's like a community that's what music does yeah, really. definitely it creates that so and also my my band members uh ricky on the guitar david drums teresa on the keys my brother on the synth bass uh we have such a great chemistry and it took me a while to find those band members yeah uh but we have such a good time on the stage yeah and it's so nice when you can see how much fun the performance having totally and we never had one argument on tour That's you know can impressive. you believe that <laughs> it's pretty impressive <laughs> yeah and it's it feels like we can talk about everything you know yeah so this is so important to have um a good chemistry and relationship with your band members have your parents been to a show we think no 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 is that on the cards do you think they'll come Yeah, I mean, I had a show in Zurich um, and I told them not to come because mm. it was so tight. Yeah. Like there's no space for them to just yeah. sit or something. Um, so I was like, maybe maybe this is not the right time. But then afterwards, I kind of regretted it because it was such a good yeah. show. <laughs> and all the my, like, my old neighbors from, you know, back in the days, they came and they're the same age. And um, yeah, I just thought it was it would be too stressful yeah. for my parents. The I'd, time will come. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be, I'm sure, like a full circle moment. That'll be really special. I imagine. Yeah. I just remember um, we played at the Montreux Jazz Festival. Right. And it was the first show ever uh, after yeah two years, and my parents didn't come then because it was too far. Uh, from Zagalen to Geneva, uh, Montreal, I mean. And then my father was um, working at that time. Um, he was He's a driver. Mm. And he just pulled off and then he was listening to the whole show oh. with the headphones on and he said he had the best time ever. Oh. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. And he's usually very straightforward. If he doesn't like it, he, he just tells me that. Uh, but he was really, really proud. So oh. yeah, I kind of like that though. I I feel like it's better. You know where you stand at least. At least you can ask him his honest opinion on the song. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Does he like the album? He really likes the album. That's good. Maybe not all of the songs. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he the inputs that he's giving are incredibly, uh, like how do you say? Helpful. 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 Yeah. Mm. Because his experience, his experience in a way, and he he's he has a really good ear, mm. and um, so I'm really, I'm really getting to know him, in another level. So it's it's amazing that we can share this together, and uh, that I can involve him in the music process, mm. and it also feels like that he is living this whole thing. Through us, you know. Yeah. I mean, at the, the last track, Sandosham, on the mixtape, uh, he wrote the lyrics and he did some backing vocals in there. 
I want to do like a small EP of devotional songs and I want him to write all the lyrics and we want to we want to do this you know and it's really important for me that we have like a family project where we can look back and be like okay yeah we you know, made this together like we made this together us and um yeah so have we got new music on the way fingers crossed Yes, yes, I am releasing very soon. So yeah. exciting. And I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say that, <laughs> but I'm just going to say it. So, uh, yeah, my first single is going to come very soon. And I'm working on new music and a new project this year. So a lot of things are going on, you know. And, um, yeah, so I'm trying to balance everything with tour. Yeah, can imagine it's Being on the road and making music and... All that yeah and how have you found the kind of making music process now you already have stuff out like is there more pressure i can imagine once you've got a first album out first mixtape out it must be I yeah, yeah yeah i mean uh, with the first project there was no pressure there was no exactly what you said no expectation and no things. expectation yeah. nothing we just did it freely so mm. it was never like a time schedule we're like okay we have to release it by then and then yeah so yeah, of course, with the first project you're always like free in a way. But with this one, I do feel pressure because you know you want to keep that momentum going. Yeah, and uh, you want to deliver songs quickly as possible for your listeners. But I'm very confident about it uh, that it's gonna be something really, really good and different from what you've heard before. So yeah, I can't wait. That's good. So you you don't feel the need to kind of remain consistently what you have already done. You still feel free enough to be able to change the narrative. Yeah, definitely. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, I ask everyone at the end of this podcast, um, if you could change one thing about the future, what would it be? Yeah, I would definitely offer a bigger platform for South Asian artists. Yeah. Um. I just feel like there should be way more um, artists doing what I'm doing right now. I mean, after MIA, um, there was nobody, you know? Yeah. And it's been years. So I would definitely do that. I think there's a lot of power, though, in, you know, what you're doing. And hopefully people will look at you as a role model. And hopefully you can inspire others and hopefully yeah and show that the, that that you know that is possible yeah anything is possible yeah yeah thank you thank you so much for it's been such me. a pleasure to talk to you yeah it was really fun thank, thank you. you thank you so much the wonderful Priya for joining me I think her story is so inspiring and a really kind of unique journey into the music world. And it's also just a really nice example of how there isn't a right or wrong way or time to go after what you want and that just being you irrespective of whether or not you think that's what an audience will want is just the most important thing and it really does pay off. Don't forget to go and give Illuminous a listen, her new single, which I am currently talking over right now. You won't regret it. And that's available on all of your streaming platforms, of course. Next week, I will be joined by my absolute favourite, the Glaswegian singer-songwriter, Joseph. 
As expected, he was absolutely hilarious and so much fun to chat to you, so please don't miss that episode. You can subscribe to the podcast and turn on alerts to get notified if you want to. And please do give it a share if you enjoyed it. It really, really does help. I've been Megan Gray. This is the Vocal Girls Podcast. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next week.